Hey Northridge, welcome to A Little Better, where our goal is to know God better and to do better so that we can be a little better. This is another special edition of A Little Better, and I want to introduce some guests we've got with us today. This is going to be, oh my goodness, such an amazing time together with Mark Nelson and Nate Miller. Yes, present here. Hey there. <laughs> Mark here. <laughs> so let's go ahead and identify yourselves. What do you guys do for work? Yeah, well, I'm Mark. Uh, I do for work. Um, I'm a campus pastor uh, over at our Greece campus. And I am Nate Miller, also a campus pastor, and I have the privilege of leading out at our Webster campus and getting to hang out with you guys consistently, yeah. which is mm. great. I love that I'm not the only campus pastor, but that I have you guys right alongside. For a hot minute, I guess you were though, right? Is that true? That is true. I guess that is true. I was for the, two years. Yeah. F- way back in the day. Yeah. 2012 12? through 13, right. I did. Okay. I was our Greece campus pastor. Grease. And then Mark came and kind of took saved things over. I saved saved it. <laughs> You did. That's the truth. Finally. <laughs> That's something worth having. It kicked oh, me man. out, and uh, I w- headed east to yeah. Webster. Love right it. To your Are, stomping grounds. Yeah, where I grew up. Yeah. That's true. That's right. So um, I want to do some fun facty stuff here so that we can all get to know you guys a little bit better. So as we're getting going, a question I would like to have you guys answer is, we all take the same day off. We take mm. Fridays off. Um, yeah. our, our church office is shut on Fridays. So... Give me like an ideal Friday in the life of the Miller and Nelson household. What's it? What's going down or, or got, not going down? I have Nate, a pretty pretty good routine. So okay, okay, okay. Over the last, well, it's probably been last five or six months, uh, my wife, Emily, and I, we've joined the Y. Ooh, that so YMCA. We also have the benefit that all of our kids are in school right now. So typically, once the kids are on, on the bus... We head to the Y and we it's work a out. Date, but I've been Miller. really getting into pickleball as <laughs> okay. of late. I'm like you all about all pickleball. <laughs> I, I am. Does Emily play with you? She hasn't yet, okay. but she's been watching, and you know, she it won't be long. I think before she'll join me out there, out there on the court. But mm. uh, so we'll go. We'll go to the gym. We'll work out. Play a little pickleball. Hang out, and then usually it's just a chance for Em and I just to spend time together. So there's no real script after that. We may go grab lunch or just head home. But uh, work on projects around the house until the kiddos get home. Yeah. And then we're playing with them. But that's probably the most consistent rhythm that I have on a Friday is we, you know, over the last five to six months, uh, we head to the gym. Hickson, you play pickleball. Right? I have we played pickleball. Okay. We both times. go to the East Side YMCA and we did go, we have gone. And um, <laughs> we've been both mutilated together. By no old joke, men. man. By old and, men. And, by, oh, yeah. right. and, and old ladies. They're amazing. Oh, yeah. They're good. They're there awesome. you go. Pickleball is kind of like the great equalizer of racket sports. Like your wow. agility is not terribly relevant, but your reflexes are. And these people are real good. We've been, How have they maintained the reflexes into old age? Uh, I don't. Well, probably, probably pickleball. pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. circular reasoning. Okay, what about you, Mark? Yeah, oh, well, uh, I also try to hit the gym on Friday. Uh, usually I'm heading over to Ellie Fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, try to get a nice workout, shoot some hoops as well, maybe mm. hit the hot tub. Just really, I'm in not a big hurry. I'm not in a hurry on Friday. I'd like to take it easy, take it slow. Uh, enjoy that. And then I try to be somewhat productive around the house. Um, if there's a project that needs to be done, which when you live in a house that was built in the 20s, there usually is a project <laughs> that 
is desperately in need of being done. So try to do something there that way to at least feel like I've been some somewhat productive. Um, I try not to think about work. I try not to read anything beneficial. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm probably going to find a time to play a video game, quite honestly. Uh, my Xbox, you know, that's, oh, that's probably cool. going to fit in there at some point. Now, now, all that to say, that's all before the girls get home from school or Gretchen gets home from work. So uh, once they get home, it's all about family. But I just, just to good, clarify. Good, 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 good. Good job, Mark. Great, great. I don't want you to yeah, think yeah, I'm yeah. a selfish jerk. You guys are in a very different stage of life than me. We're like six o'clock, whatever kids are getting up. It's a different world, man. Yeah, but, it is. Hey, anyway, okay, another fun fact. Would you say that the A Little Better podcast is your number one most listened to podcast. What's it called? A Little Butter? A, yes, A Little Butter. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's correct. Would you say that you listen to it every single week or two times a week? <laughs> right. Those are your only options. Yeah. Those are the only options. Nate. You have to answer. Definitely once a week. <laughs> that, your face says that's a lie. That's a half he a doesn't listen it's, it's to it. It's a half a time a week for me. <laughs> yeah, half <laughs> a time a week. <laughs> yeah. We have guests on the podcast that have never heard it. All of our listeners are just just so angry right now. Oh, that's awesome. I told you I was going to ask you a question. That was going to be awkward, and that was it. Okay, moving on. So, um, guys, you've we've all gotten a chance to uh, teach in this series called God Is. And I just want to hear on the, like, the preaching side of things, this isn't like part of our kind of like normal job rhythm. Obviously, we're leading campuses and and Drew's main responsibility is teaching. So what how does how does getting a chance to teach? What do you like best about it? How do you, you know, fit it into what you've got going on? What are the upsides and downsides and all that kind of stuff? I just want to hear you process mm-hmm. it a little. Yeah, I I love getting those moments and opportunities to speak. And but it's also one of the reasons why I actually love being a campus pastor because I I'm not one of those guys that has a burden to like man every single Sunday I want to teach and I have to be up there but I do genuinely enjoy teaching in, in those moments when I when I get to speak so for me it um it's 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 great when they come around definitely things seem to you know when you're preparing a sermon there's like this weight and this burden and you're trying to really make sure that you're you're prepping well and you know, doing God's word justice and bringing clarity and hopefully it's helpful too to people and they can understand it. So things do kind of take like a a pause on some of the area, other areas of responsibility. Mm -hmm. Not that they come to a pause, but I definitely find that I zero in a little bit more around those, those weeks leading Mm -hmm. up to a sermon. Um, But I really get to, I I enjoy that. I really enjoy diving into a passage and figuring out how to explain it well to people. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I like, you know, again, not having that weight of preaching every week, but yeah, having those moments too, though, where that itch kind of does get scratched and mm-hmm. I get to speak. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with that, Nate. I also love love to have the opportunity to speak and love the process of putting a message together. I think people might find it interesting, at least from my experience, that to act, to preach a sermon, to actually speak the sermon out, is is a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of um, man. It's it's just fun to. Uh, to take God's word and be able to present it to people in a way that hopefully is meaningful, you know, and and can maybe bring to light something, a truth yeah. that maybe they've not thought about in, in a certain way. But but I think the idea that it's it's a lot of fun to actually deliver a message. It's a whole lot of work to mm-hmm. to write a message, to put it together. So the process you talked about, you know, it can pull us away from the campus pastor responsibilities that we might have week to week. Yeah, it can do that a little bit. But at the same time, like I find, and this is I think the interesting part on the day of the sermon, it's actually a whole lot easier. That's maybe a best-kept campus pastor secret here, but it's actually a whole lot easier to preach a message 
than it is to do what I do every week on a Sunday, and that is to give you know, random or not random, but uh, various talking points throughout a morning service because you're, you feel like you're almost stop and go. You know, there's all kinds of transitions. Yeah, 30 where, seconds here, a minute yeah, here. Exactly. I got to time this up with the next song. Yeah. Yes. Or, you know, connecting the closing comments to somebody else's sure. sermon. Correct. Yeah. Whereas a sermon, man, you, you're locked and loaded. You're ready to roll. And man, you get into that sermon and you just right. love the experience you, of preaching. You have 30 minutes to be compelling where two minutes can it, actually be even harder sometimes yeah, to be compelling right. and clear. And I know when we're not there, obviously we don't do the offering talk is the portion of our service where we do the offerings. Those are usually like two to four minute little talking points that our campus pastors do each week. And you guys have all experienced those on a Sunday, on a weekly basis. But when, obviously when we're preaching, we don't do those at our campus and handing those away. Sometimes when I'm telling somebody how, how to handle that, I think to myself, I want to say, oh, it's no big deal. It's just two minutes. And then I think to myself, well, it's actually kind of tough. <laughs> like right. if you have to choose, those are, you know, being compelling in two minutes is hard. Yeah. I mean, the, the work of a sermon is all the work of a sermon is all pre the day of, of preaching it. But mm-hmm. the work of, I think, campus pastoring, it feels heavier on the moment or sure. on the day of. So let's talk about your writing process. We all write a little bit differently. Um, when you get asked to speak, and these are usually planned pretty far in advance, I would say we have months of warning on average. Yeah. Um, what's the first thing that you do? Uh, are you? Do you write it down by hand? Do you write it on a document? Do you go to a book? Do you go to other pastors? What's your kind of like your first few steps in writing a talk? Yeah, um, I think it depends on the the type of sermon I'm I'm preparing. You know, if it's a topical sermon, a sermon on a subject, then I'm going to begin to think about you know what does the Bible say about that subject. But if it's a uh, a sermon on a particular passage of scripture, man, then I'm I'm going to read that passage. I'm probably going to read it in a couple different uh, translations just to kind of get a sense in the context of where that passage occurs. Uh, what is God saying here? What what was the message to the original audience? Yeah, and then once I have a sense of that. Then I really come to the place where I'm looking at, you know, I'm kind of staring at a blank page. That shouldn't be a surprise, but it's just, it's really a dumping of of thought. I just dump a whole bunch of thoughts about a particular topic onto a blank page, and it's horrible. Like <laughs> it's it's all the things that I probably shouldn't, you know, say, or they're all disorganized thoughts. None of it's been organized in any fashion. But for me, just getting that sort of brain dump onto a page is a really important first step for me because it kind of gets the the juices flowing a little bit in terms mm-hmm. of thought process, in terms even of creativity. Um, so I find if I can do that and then just leave it for a little bit and and, and let it s- sort of marinate um, in my brain, when I come back to it later, I can begin to organize those thoughts. What I'll l- literally do is I'll draw a line on my document and I'll take the brain dump, I'll sit below the line and then I'll start taking thoughts picking them from below the mm. line to put above the line. And that they begins, graduate to the Exactly, to they graduate the to above the line, and that begins to become something of a script or a working document. And then it's all about, you know, then, then the study and the hard work and the research and, um, yeah. you know, going to sources and um, doing word studies and those kinds of scholarly things have to be a part of the process. But it all begins for me at that initial... I've noticed you definitely seem... More than Miller or I, my sense is that when you have a preaching thing and you know you know three months from now you're going to be speaking on God is love or whatever, right? it seems to me like you're immediately starting to put stuff into a document. I, for Nate and I, I don't get the sense that you're immediately filling up a document, or at least that maybe I just don't see it in the way I see it with Mark. No, I would agree. I mean, 
I think we're all manuscript guys. So yeah. meaning yeah. we get to a point where we we write everything out. Every, everything we're going to say on a Sunday morning right. is on the page. Whether or not we read it on the Sunday is just a product of how much we memorized. Yeah. So yeah, I typically, I think I am similar in, in your regard where I'll start the process of just Actually, this is going to sound super spiritual, and I really don't mean it to be that way. But like, I've I've gotten, and I haven't always done this well. But like, the last several times, I've actually spent like a good chunk of time just like praying, mm-hmm. of just like, yeah. okay, let me slow down because my mind, as soon as I get a topic or I get a date, you, you guys are probably the same way, where my mind just starts yeah. to like already start thinking of different ways I can go. So I've gotten better at this. I haven't always done this well of just like. Let me just take some time with God and just pour over this and talk to him and see, okay, are there then even promptings he might share or give that will help give some direction? And then from there, it's I start with a blank page as well, and I'll start just mm-hmm. putting down general ideas and outlines that I think either a passage of scripture or a book um, or of the Bible that can help, I think, give me a framework to head towards. But, you know, so I, I start in a similar, start big, and then it's just a, a matter of zooming in is probably the simplest way to say it. Yeah, that's super convicting, Nate. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And um, so from now on, we, that's also what I do. I, I have also started a habit recently. <laughs> holier um, than thou, right? Isn't that yeah, like yeah holier or, than yeah. thou. Yeah, if I, had to, if I had to describe that in a phrase. <laughs> okay, so that's how we prepare, but... Mark and Nate, you've both had a chance to speak lately, and uh, Nate, you covered the fact that God is good, but then the difficulty of that, and then Mark, you covered God is love and some of the challenges there. So what has come out of that? Most of the time when we speak, emails come in or comment cards come in or whatever, and there's either questions or concerns or pushback. Sometimes there's, hey, this really resonated with you. What have been like the big like standouts of your of your uh, sermons recently or comments that have been yeah, coming in. Yeah, I, I mean, I think one thing, and I'm sure you know, I'm sure you both have already heard this with this series, but we're we're tackling hu- huge subjects here. Mm-hmm. Like th- these subjects are so big, and to to speak to them in thirty or thirty five minutes is just it's impossible. You know, right. so I feel like uh, man, so many people have you know since the sermon have said to me, man, man, you know, why didn't you talk about or I wish I could have heard this. Yeah, I wish I could have said that, you know, that <laughs> that was actually, uh, you know, that's below the line stuff, right? Yeah, that, 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 didn't make it, that didn't yeah. make it into the sermon. But man, yeah, if, if we had an hour, if we had an hour and a half, certainly... If anyone know, wanted to listen to us for yeah, an hour Yeah, which wouldn't have been the case either, <laughs> then they would have been asking different questions. But, um, <laughs> what time is lunch? Right, exactly. <laughs> when are we getting out of here? Yeah. Yeah. So th- I feel like that's some of the response that we get with a series like you know, like this when we're covering mm-hmm. these top, topics. Well, I think back on my week, you know, talking about the goodness of God, by far the, the I, I got a bunch of responses from people, not really about what I said, but just connecting with my sister's story, Absolutely. Allie. In fact, Tuesday, I had lunch in Webster with a volunteer from Webster, and um, it was Trash Plate Tuesday, by the way, so I got a Trash Plate. Bill Gray's? Yes. Oh, come on, Bill half Gray's. price. Yes, the only it's a good way. deal. It's I mean, the only time that a, that a garbage plate is a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But anyway, so I had lunch... Um, with this friend, and then on the way out, there's a gentleman who's just like, "Hey, hey, sir, <laughs> I, I, I think that, that can't happen real often." <laughs> right. But anyways, I walked over, and there's this guy just saying, "Hey, we saw the sermon on Sunday, and your sister's story was so powerful. I'm actually in the midst of battling cancer right now." Oh man! Wow. And so, and I, I had multiple people follow up via text and email, just saying again. In fact, people even asking, "Hey, could you print off?" 
or type up her blog, those words, and then send them because, man, that just really spoke to me, gave me incredible hope, even in the midst of a really difficult time right now. So I think that was the biggest one. I think part of that, too, is it's just her story, I think, does connect and is re- relatable to so many people that find themselves in a in a difficult season, but yet offer so much hope, though, even in the midst of that, which is, I think, what we, we need, and we need to cling to that hope. Yeah, her um, life is the sermon in that sense. You got it. And it right. makes sense that people are resonating with that. Yeah. Yeah, that was super powerful. Yeah, I you know, one of the facets, at least a few people have mentioned since the sermon on love, God is love, is this difference between the the contract variety of love and the and the covenant variety of God's love toward us and and how we are meant to display that covenant love, not the contract brand love. And man, I feel like if anything from the sermon resonated with people that that distinction was really hope you know hopefully helpful to people just in terms of you know do I challenging myself you know do I display covenant brand love agape love or do I display this contract love and I'm always looking for what's in it for me mm-hmm. and wow I mean that's challenging to me as I even just think about it and that talk was about it now. so good Mark I've actually been using that even in a few like meetings <laughs> of how you broke down covenant and contract that was such a clear way and and memorable way that I know man I was like writing that down that was good. It's yeah, cool. we. It's nice that we get to. It, I think in our relationship and in our working environment, we get to play off of each other a lot, and and getting to hear each other speak is great. Obviously, we love hearing Drew too. Each week, we all get to have insights from from each of our pastors. But the three of us are unique in that we our offices are right next to each other, like legitimately feet away. We, we share hear a wall. each other's we hear, thoughts. We, share, we, Do hear we have each walls? Everything. Are there really walls there? Because it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get to, it's all the time. Somebody will be knocking on the door of like, Hey guys, I'm thinking of doing this. Do you yeah. want my notes? Or, Hey, I started a spreadsheet on this. Do you want me to duplicate it for you? Like our jobs are functionally identical. They're just scaled to the number of people at our campus. So we get to learn from each other. And I think that's a, that's a fun dynamic. And sing together or whistle together quite often. That's like, true. We have yeah. whistling trios. Should we, what what should we try to sing right now? Are we going to try oh, to do a trio man. right here on the mic? That would be is, that would be amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Wait, are we going whistle? Or are we going an old hymn? Yeah, that's right. Should we <laughs> like, whistle or what? Do you, yeah, what know. should we whistle? On? I don't think whistle. Okay. I think we you should can't sing. hold it. We can't. Yeah. We can never hold it together. I will not be able to sustain. That's a hard thing. For okay. Me too. So, um, what were we singing just as we were walking oh, in here? You're the one that I want. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one that I want. You are the one I want. Oh my word. I want. You ooh. are the one I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, this is bad, guys. This is, well, this is always bad. You no, know, it's usually amazing, and this just doesn't <laughs> right. sound it. So let's see. What's another? Um, mm, uh, then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art. Oh, my word. <laughs> That's hard. How great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. What's funny, too, is we all have our own parts. Like, I'm yeah. always doing You're bass. Always doing the bass. <laughs> Mark always has these, like, crazy harmonies going on. I don't know why. I, was, I decided I was going to sing that super high. I just don't feel like we're doing it justice today. Like, uh, I know we're a little off today. Maybe, you know it's what? the pressure. Thinking, it's, I'm thinking that this might the be the same setup next week. So maybe we'll just start this segment next week. We'll do a little bit of rehearsal, spend yep. some time in Campus Pastor Cove, getting it all squared away. Maybe we'll start off That's next week. That's probably a good use of our time this that week. That could be the yeah, intro. Next. I can't, I mean... Can you think of anything else? No. That we, no that's no. probably all we yeah. could do. <laughs> but um, I want to circle back super randomly to the very first week of this series where I got to speak about 
uh, not the Bible. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah well, you didn't read a verse. Oh, you I, did read a verse. I did that's, read a verse. That's, that's, that's a verse. not true. Yeah. Um, you guys were saying like what comes out of your messages and you guys had all these positive things coming out of it. Something that came out of it for me that I was, I don't know if surprise is the right word, but that has come up for sure. Um, is multiple people emailed me mentioning that they didn't know how to pray as a result of my sermon, because I talked about how the guilt God and the bodyguard God and um, mm. boyfriend God and those different like gods of the New Testament aren't real and that we've created them. And, and people had, I think, legitimate struggles and concerns saying like, wait, am I not allowed to pray for the safety of my kids anymore? Am I not allowed to pray to feel God's presence in my life? And it's one of those things where when you're speaking, you're not expecting certain outcomes, but that was one for sure. And I, I had a, I guess I had a chance. How, how would you guys have answered that? Like some of them, I was in Israel for some of that. So I probably wasn't very prompt on my responses, but what would you guys say? Give me advice on how I should have answered those questions. What was the question? I zoned out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is awesome. <laughs> um, people asking why, uh, how should I pray? If if yeah. if the bodyguard God isn't real, if uh, he's not here to keep me safe, how do I pray? Meaning like it paralyzes someone like, oh, with all these no gods, yeah, if, now how do I express if he's or not, make sure Yeah, because I was pretty strong on saying like his his point is not to keep us safe. His, you're, yeah. you're not supposed to just feel his presence. Right. He's you know, he's not in all your coincidences. And so people were like, wait, should I not pray for my kids anymore? Uh, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Give me advice. What, what email well, should I, I have written? I, yeah. I mean, I, I guess the, my initial thought is, man, God certainly cares about all the details of our life. And I think when we pray to God, don't get so caught up on it being some perfectly scripted prayer. Think about the reality that you're talking to your creator, your father, your heavenly father, your, your savior. So, I guess, man, what is pressing on your heart, be willing to bring that before God. Don't overthink it or don't overcomplicate it. I don't know. That That's the first thing that comes to my sure. mind of like, sometimes we can get so trapped into like, oh, am I saying the right thing or am I even approaching is God? Is there a formula? That yeah, I'm, where yeah. it's, man, just share your heart and, and communicate with God yeah. and, and lean in. Yeah. Remember, God already knows, right? Mm -hmm. What's going on in your life. He already knows your, your deepest... Um, you know, your deepest thoughts, he knows your your deepest struggles. And so you're not, when you pray, you're not telling God any new information, but you're submitting yourself to God. And so I feel like so much of it's about motivation, right? If if I go to God in a selfish way, selfishly motivated, I'm probably not going to pray in a way that honors him mm -hmm. or really is best for me. But if I uh, submit myself to God and pray that his will genuinely is done, and I believe that and I want that to happen... I don't know that I can go wrong. That's good. In my right. Career. Yeah. And and I how'd guess, you answer? Yeah, or what did I'm you trying say? to remember now. I, I basically said, uh, "Cast all your cares on Him, for He cares for you." Like we're told in Scripture, that there's nothing off limits yep. in how we're praying. So please do pray for the safety of your kids. But my point in saying that God's not a bodyguard God is to say, if all you ever pray for is safety, you begin to believe that God's primary existence is for your safety, yeah. rather than like God exists for himself, God exists for his own glory, we exist for a relationship with him. One of the things we can ask for is his intervention in our life in the form of safety of our kids. But if he should not keep our kids safe, and then we begin to say, you've done something wrong, that's when we've misidentified who he is at his essence. It's not wrong to ask him for things, but once he doesn't answer what we the way we want him to, we can't we can't question his identity yeah. just because he hasn't done a thing we wanted him to do. Mm. It's kind of I guess that's the way I answered. I have to look back at my email, but 
anyway, guys, thanks for being here. We're going to be back next week. Um, and the three of us will get to chat and uh, maybe we'll you know get to wrap up the series. Looking forward to Unfiltered Jesus. This coming Sunday is week five. God is... Uh, God is sovereign. God is sovereign. And yeah. that's going to be Mark. And then the week after that, we'll be back with Drew uh, kicking off that series we recorded in Israel. So looking forward to all of that. Thanks, guys. Have a great week and enjoy your group. Thanks, Aaron.